0: lacrosse season's done now it's time to get back in those pads the drop back with sam lewis matt burns peak joe costanzo and sam wilson
1: hello and welcome the NFL Dropback Show here on Brit and I think it's actually the Drop Back NFL Show, but it doesn't really matter. We're still in the off season. I'm Sam Lewis, and joined today by Stan Wilson. How you doing, fella?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, yet another week, yet another different lineup of hosts on the Drop Back live stream, eh?
1: I know. We'll keep we'll keep them guessing. They don't want they don't want to get complacent, do we?
0: I've heard the off- odds are uh, fifty to one on me and Matt to host next week. So we'll uh, we'll see how that unfolds.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the last time you two saw each other. It's probably back, in, back to the draft, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, probably. Come yeah, back, I... Matt, We miss you.
1: <laughs> no, I saw him on the um, earlier show in the week. I mean, it was, an, it was enough for the time being. It's a good job he's not here today. <laughs> no, but other than um, Hunter Renfro t- tearing up Jalen Ramsey in training camp and a couple of injuries around the league, we don't have a whole lot of news. So we can get straight into the NFC South preview. And we'll kick things off with the Atlanta Falcons. Is there any chance this team makes the playoff this year? Or is the defence just that bad?
0: Uh, no, there is no chance. They're in division where they are probably the worst team. You've got the Buccaneers looking incredibly strong, the Saints looking eh, and the Carolina Panthers looking to be on on perhaps the resurgence. But either way, I think the Falcons are the worst team in this division.
1: Yeah, I couldn't argue, couldn't argue with you there. Um. I mean, they've got a couple of bright spots. They usually have at least a high-flying attack. We should see that again with Calvin Ridley and Pitts joining. I mean, it's very rare that we see a tight end have an immediate impact, but it's very rare that you see a tight end that's as much of an athletic freak as Kyle Pitts is. Is he going to have the impact like straight away you'd expect from a top five pick?
0: I think he will. I think the way they're going to use him will be different to the way that they use like tight ends typically. Because, of course, you've got Hayden Hurst there, who's more of a traditional tight end perhaps you could like flex Kyle Pitts out, use him as, as your typical ex-receiver and then have Calvin Rid- Ridley playing the Z role with Russell Gage in the slot. Like That wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw that early on in the season. So that would be a way that Kyle Pitts would be an instant contributor on offence.
1: Absolutely. And by the end of this season, I reckon that Calvin Ridley is going to be certified around the league. People will be finally giving him the respect he deserves because he was pretty great last year, even with Julio out. Last large portions of the season, people are like, "Oh, he's going to get the number one receivers now." But he was doing that last year, and he had the most hundred yard games out of all wide receivers throughout the last season.
0: Yeah, and he's he's looking pretty filthy in training camp as well. A couple of uh, clips of him making a mockery of Xavier uh, and Howard as well. In a uh, oh, Byron Jones as well today. Oof,
1: it's gone both. Matt's I think it. that's the real reason Matt's gone because he just can't be unbiased about the Dolphins. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to argue
1: with that. No. Um, elsewhere on the offense, is this Matt Ryan's last year? Do you reckon there's a couple more years? How many more years does he see Matt Ryan being here, though? Four, five, forever.
0: I don't know. I could. I think like 37 for the last 10 years. I know. I can't see him playing anywhere else. To be honest with you, I do think he's going to have an all right year this year. Like the offense does not look bad as we've got Mike Davis there, who they picked up from Carolina. Hayden Hurst back there again. The offensive line. Doesn't look good, but essentially, when you got Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage looked all right last season as well. You got the addition of Kyle Pitts. I think he'll have an all right season. There's no way he doesn't throw for at least like 38,000 yards. Sorry, 3,800 yards even.
1: 38,000 yards. <laughs> There's a couple of pieces on the offer. You're right. Overall, it's not fantastic. The right side's all right. Chris Lindstrom had a good, good year last yeah. year. McGarry ha- isn't quite what they were expecting him to be. But is it, is it Jake Matthews? I mean, I know there's about 15 Matthews that have played in the end. It is Jake Matthews at left it tackle. It is
0: Jake Matthews, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, he's always been a solid sort of underrated left tackle. He's definitely definite starter material. So you've got a couple of pieces there. And Mike Davis did a lot with a sort of similar standard O-line last year. Yeah. In Carolina. Fun.
0: He's fun, Mike Davis.
1: That's, I feel that's always the issue with the Carolina... Um, the Atlanta Falcons though a little bit is that they've got a fun offense they've got these fun pieces but they just never have a defense to go alongside it and like help them in the games that is close. true
0: yeah that's true yeah the, the the defense does not look strong by any means there are there are a few bright spots on it and, like players like AJ Terrell Grady Jarrett Dion Jones but that's Grady really Jarrett's where smaller. that's really where it stops like there are no other players on that defense that really jump out as being Difference
1: makers. Uh, Dante Fowler sometimes has good snaps.
0: Yeah, he's he's been okay, <laughs> but again, in like
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It's
0: just there's, there's no one who's going to make jump out and make a difference. Like AJ Terrell is going to be solid, like he was last year. Jarrett is just an absolute game wrecker, as we know. Deion Jones is a solid Mike linebacker, but when he's on the field. Yeah, when he's on the field, but there's just nothing about this offense, no, sorry, about this defense that makes you. Like have any sort of faith in them. Like Richie Grant as well. He was a nice little pickup at safety. Perhaps he sees some snaps as they struggle down the stretch. But yeah, there's no point trying to make make him sound, make him out to be something that they're not. There. It's a bad unit. It's a bad unit.
1: Bad unit. And it's. I mean, it's a rebuilding team. So it's not like they need to be challenging for the playoffs or anything this year, anyway. Which I don't think either of them either of us expect them to. In terms of offense, are we going to see them exactly just go back to that? Outside zone play action style that we saw under Shanahan, and we assume that Arthur Smith is going to bring to them.
0: I mean, I would assume so. It would be similar to that. Like, that that, that day, scheme's
1: not going to stop until he's conquered every single team in the league, is it?
0: No, you're right. It's just going to. It is the new. It's the new wing t. It's the new wing t. Isn't it? Everyone's just going to run it. <laughs> And it, until some radical college coach comes up with something new in about five years' time, then everyone goes nuts for it and then forgets um, Shanahan ever existed.
1: Do you know what it's like? It's like when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, and then all of their defensive assistants and coaches and coordinators got jobs as head coaches and coordinators around the league, and they all started playing that cover three defense that Seattle run.
0: Yeah, like, everyone started like running the 4 3 over. Yeah. And now that's gone. It's all just hybrids 3 4 yeah. now, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think with the scheme they realized that it's a lot more to do with the fact that they had Earl Thomas and camp chancellor and prime Richard Sherman that sort of helped to the back end of that scheme out quite a lot.
0: Exactly. Like cover 3 definitely relies on the players a lot more than you you'd, than you'd think, so yeah. This is the new staple of NFL offenses.
1: It is. And in terms of this team what what's the best they can do? Like what's a good season for them?
0: Right, I've now got to remember that there are seventeen game season. So with that being remembered, the best they can do is—I'm <sighs> trying to be nice here.
1: Yeah, because Terrell's, Terrell's watching and he's a Falcons fan, and he always comments, so you got to be at least nice. Give him a couple more wins.
0: We do, we it's... do, we do love Terrell Bird. He's a very loyal follower of the show. But seven and eleven, I think best case scenario. Seven sorry, seven and ten even. Seven and ten. Like it's a bad yes, football team.
1: You actually have to think about the maths now. I oh, know.
0: <laughs> Before, it just used to come out like that. You, you need all the records, but
1: yeah. You know what? I reckon. I reckon they can crack five hundred. Let's give Let's give them a Let's give them a nine and eight ceiling. Nine and nine and eight. Yeah, it's nine and eight. Nine and eight ceiling. What? Oh, they were 4-12 well <laughs> last year. I, I, I thought they'd won a few more games than that. To be fair.
0: Nine. Now, 9 I they've got
1: Kyle Pitts, who's going to basically be the ex receiver in that offense. So, he's basically a younger, worse Julio Jones. A younger that's worse. How, that's how they're That's how they're probably going to have to use him. Really, yeah, I, I agree with you there. And then Calvin Ridley's going to explode into a true number one receiver. Matt Ryan's going to have a bounce back year. Let's get, let's get, let's go just over five hundred in the best year. Worst case scenario, yeah, back to four wins again. I'd that be happy with seven and
0: i so I'd be happy with seven and ten as a Falcons fan, to be honest with you.
1: Cool. That, that's that's a little bit sad.
0: I mean, it's maybe not, it's because I'm, I'm a maybe. Too it's bad, I know
1: what you mean. As an Eagles fan, that'd be happy yeah. with seven and ten
0: this year. Yeah, yeah I'm a perpetually underwhelmed Card- Cardinals fan, so I'm used to uh, disappointments like this. So seven and ten would be something to be proud of.
1: I mean, pr- proud is a. <laughs> it's just you can't see their defense keeping them in close games. They're gonna yeah. have to be so explosive on offense.
0: Exactly, they got to get toasted at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, so floor what four wins again? Somewhere around that, Three wins. sort of top four five
0: wins. pick. Yeah, gone then. four wins is their their floor because they got Matt Ryan. You can never have Matt Ryan in a three win team. But
1: is Matt Ryan an elite quarterback?
0: He was. I don't know. Is Matt Ryan,
1: is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer?
0: God, now that's a that's a debate for you, isn't it? Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Fame quarterback? I think he's going to be under overlooked in the history books, similar in a way to Matt, Matt Stafford. Unless Matt Stafford suddenly has a, he and suddenly unless he gets the accolades that he needs in LA, then he's going to get for, forgotten as well. Like Matt Ryan, obviously has an MVP season under his belt. Yeah. But other than that, no Super Bowls. Not. I don't know. I can't see happening. I can't see him being a Hall of Fame quarterback. Just not
1: consistently enough as a playoff team, have they? They haven't been.
0: They haven't been consistent, no. Do
1: you know the difference as well between him and Stafford? Is that when you turn on Stafford's highlight reel, it's a lot more wild plays.
0: I think, yeah, I think with Matt Ryan, he has been one of the better quarterbacks in this league for a long time. A top 10 quarterback at points. But he's never been, he's never like made his way into that top five, apart from during the MVP campaign, really. And how much of that was down to Shanahan?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair because, I mean, it was the best year he
0: had. I always talk about elite quarterbacks as being players who can elevate a team on their own. But he's a great, great quarterback, but he's not a guy who can elevate a team on his own, similar to an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes.
1: I think the thing is with the Falcons, we've touched on it a few times, is that they've always had good offences when he's been there. It's not like he's ever led a bad offence.
0: Yeah, it's not bad, and but it's not. Really-
1: Julio. Their issue has always been that they haven't been able to keep opposite the opposition out of the end zone.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he's struggled because of the team he's been on, and not quite being an elite talent. Yeah, it's no disrespect to Matt Ryan because I really do like Matt Ryan, but I just think it's a bit of a push to label him as elite. That's all.
1: Yeah, or like he doesn't. He he probably needs more than a Super Bowl at this point in his career to make a Hall of Fame push. I think. Like stats wise, he'll probably be up and he'll be up and around there because, but it's like inflated stats. You can't compare that to current Hall of Famers.
0: Exactly. And like inflated stats from permanently being behind in games as well.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's a true fact. It's like Dak Prescott last season. Did really well in the players for a few good years. Yeah, he did. I don't think the issue is that he's a bad quarterback. I think that part of the Hall of Fame resume is or championship success as well as all being a truly elite transcendent talent and he hasn't really had either
0: mm. Yeah, a bit of a disappointing career for Matt Ryan really like he could have been so much more no, he could have been so much more in terms of rings, accolades and stuff like that if he'd been on another squad that had competent defences Yeah, but yeah he's not a disappointing player just a disappointing career in terms of what he could have on his resume
1: Yeah, he's going to be that he's going to be that sort of pub quiz answers like, oh, MVP winners that aren't in the Hall of Fame. And at least he'll get remembered for that because he's got that MVP. <laughs> but that should carry him through a bit. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. And I'm sort of struggling what to make of this team because they're still very much rebuilding. Having said that, they were quite fun last year, like quite a little frisky team.
0: I like them. I really like them. Very good coaching. Like Matt Raw and Joe Brady, two of the better coaches in the league, I reckon. Like after last season, what they were able to do with like a middling roster. Was, Joe think, Brady's going to
1: be head coach by next season, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think that would be reasonable to suggest, especially if he has success with Sam Darnold here. If he's able to re- like rekindle Sam Darnold's career, then yeah, for sure, head coaching job right there. So, this season on the Carolina Panthers, we obviously got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall Jr. joins them. So, that's the receiver core. And the tight end, you got Dan Arnold coming from uh, Arizona, Tommy Tremble, who they drafted. Big uh, Matt Burns Peak is a big fan of Tommy Tremble. And he, uh, it,
1: right?
0: he does. And then Ian Thomas is about tight end. So, um, the pass catching group is looking okay. Like, Terrace Marshall is a guy that's I know. a
1: really good receiving core.
0: It is a very good receiving core. Like, yeah, more Anton Marshall. I think you could go a lot worse than that, especially with Marshall as a rookie. You don't know what you're getting with him yet. Like, who was it out of our slot who was a big fan of uh, Marshall?
1: Um myself On... and Joe.
0: You you and Joe. Yeah, there you go.
1: And Alex, a writer, Alex, obviously, as an LSU yeah. fan, was pounding the table for Marshall for quite he lo- a while.
0: He loves his long. Tigers.
1: He does. But he is usually pretty fair.
0: Yeah. He's um He's a very, he's a very big uh, Tigers fan, obviously, but not biased to the same level that our very own Matt Burns Peak is towards the Dolphins. So you've got to respect. Just I mean, bring that. That up as
1: much as possible. <laughs> I I think if there's if there's one way that Sam Darnold gets back to what he the potential he had coming out, it's got to be in an offense like this that allows that spreads the ball out, gives him nice easy passes. Like he made Teddy Bridgewater look competent for the first half of the season.
0: Exactly, yeah. Like If you can make Teddy Bridgewater look like a, an upper-tier upper, upper tier starting QB or even like above average, then you're clearly doing something right. So yeah, with this offense, he's obviously going to have a little bit more control, Sam Donald, I think, because of the spread-out nature of things. There'll be more checks he can make at the line. And he's just going to be in a better situation to succeed rather than when he was in, in New York with Adam Gase, where he was just set up to fail from the start. And you've also got to remember that next to him in the backfield, he's got Christian McCaffrey, yes. arguably the best running back in the league.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to make the argument that he's not the best all-round back. Uh, I think Donald's, well, people forget that he's got an absolute cannon as well, partially because yeah. he's usually aiming that straight at the opposition. But if he can get dialed in and sort of get to where his potential was, it could be a little bit of a fun offense. Or Joe's favorite quarterback, XFL legend, PJ Walker. <laughs> Does he, he play can... this year if Sam Donald doesn't get injured? Is there any chance to go to PJ?
0: um yeah i think yeah pj walker will see snaps at some point it's just, it's just when like sam donald will have a bit of a shitter of a game and they'll bring pj in for a few snaps like it'll happen sam donald will get hurt for a few drives pj walker will come in like and then joe will send, send us a text on the whatsapp group guy guys tune into the panthers game pj walker's in
1: you're expecting joe to be the one that's watching the game and having information that we don't all have <laughs> You mean, we get a text on Monday when Joe's seen the highlights. Oh, my God, guys, you know PJ Walker played yesterday.
0: It's like, yes, Joe, we were watching. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, yeah, offensive line, again, similar to the Falcons, isn't fantastic. I mean, Matt Paradis is a good centre. And then Taylor Moten, 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 must be Moten.
0: Moten, it's Moten, yeah.
1: Has been a good tackle. Since he's been what twenty seventeen, I want to say, drafted somewhere Yeah, second, ra- second
0: round, second round, twenty seventeen.
1: But he's a guy that's been like consistently good. The rest of that is, should we say, questionable?
0: Yeah, I think Matt Paradis is a guy you could be excited about coming in from Denver. Like he's a decent center, but yeah, I don't really know. The rest of the line doesn't look great.
1: I don't trust a team that starts Cam Irving at <laughs> uh, left no. tackle. Got Pat
0: offline as well.
1: Was he the one that was at the Vikings a few years ago?
0: Yeah, he was all right at the Vikings and he was with the Jets last year.
1: Yeah. All right. So, I mean, Joe Brady's game is all quick hitters anyway. So it shouldn't be the, we can't use that too much of an excuse for Sam Darnold because he's getting absolute free rushes and Sam Darnold's just getting hit after two seconds. Yeah. And they should be able to run most of what he likes to do.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. I yeah, the only thing that's going to limit this offense is going to be the offensive line. That's my opinion.
1: Not Sam Darnold.
0: Well, Sam Darnold's gonna be able to succeed, I think. I, I expect Sam Darnold never...
1: comeback player of the year?
0: No, because he was never anything in the first place.
1: Exactly. He's coming back from nothing to be good. No, that's not coming back then. You're <sighs> nah, breakout that's... player of the year.
0: Breakout, yeah, breakout player is of the year. I think...
1: Is Sam Darnold on the NFL top one hundred list next year?
0: Oh, that's tasty! That—that that is a juicy question. So, considering James Connor came—no, sorry, James Robinson came in at number one hundred. So that's the benchmark. Mm. I'm going to say no. but he's a
1: he's a QB, so he gets auto boost, and he has that first round pedigree.
0: He has got oh, I don't know. I think Sam Donald will have a good season. I don't think he's going to be like crazy, crazy, crazy good, but I think he'll be Kirk Cousins esque.
1: I think Kirk Cousins is a um, sort of pretty regular top 100 member.
0: That's tough. That's really tough because I'm not huge on Sam Darnold, but I'm very high on Joe Brady and yeah. his systems. I'm but no. it. It'll
1: be interesting. We'll come back to that at the end oh, of the season. Oh, screw
0: it. I'm, I'm going to say no.
1: Say no. I don't just I don't blame nice. you. No. It's hard to get on board from what we've seen mm. like through the, through the NFL... Career, and if you ask Matt, he was like, I don't think he was any good in college anyway.
0: Yeah. Scout Scout Matt coming back at us again.
1: He was he was really low on um Darnold coming out, and that was even before he we went to the Jets, to be fair. So it wasn't <laughs> even his AFC East bias.
0: Fair play, fair play. you got to respect him for sticking with his guns.
1: Okay, so the defense that brings in AJ Bowie coming off a little bit of a down year, but this defense has a couple of. What did you call games. him? AJ Bowie, isn't it? AJ Bowie. No, I think I think <laughs> I think it was one of these like Travis Kelce where they got that everyone's been saying their names wrong forever and he just didn't want to
0: correct Bowie. it. AJ, that's, that doesn't sound good.
1: Or oh, Travis Kelce sounds amazing.
0: No, Kels doesn't sound good
1: either. Like, I'm going to commit to that. By the way, calling him that for the entire season.
0: Wait, did I make, I put a sandwich on you on that, didn't I? Fit with you?
1: I think something like that. Yeah, if I could, <laughs> if I could not get it wrong the entire year.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I think I said something like that. Um, the that's cornerback. The last
1: time I had to mention him.
0: Okay, <laughs> the cornerback group looks really good, though. Yeah, you got AJ, um, AJ surname, JC Horn, and Dante Jackson. Like, that's a great group.
1: Especially when you get Jeremy Chin as well, that can sort of move around, play nickel a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's an easy nickel linebacker. He's your safety. He See, does it all. He's a stud. He is a stud. I love a bit of
1: Jeremy Chin. Uh, they hit on both their like big defensive players last year. Derek Brown as well, interior line. Gross Matos. Yeah. I don't remember hearing a whole lot about him. To be fair, but you can't you can't win them all. Yeah, but he was never. I I don't understand why he
0: was ever like hyped so highly. Like, he was one of those combine warriors, basically, who boosted his stock massively after that. and Then now, everyone's forgotten about him.
1: I thought you liked like sort of combine warriors as edge rushers.
0: When did I say that?
1: I thought no. As in, you like athletes as edge rushers?
0: Yeah, I like athletes, but you've got to have like the repertoire of pass rush moves at the end of the day. Fair I enough. I I'd, I'd do think. Fits. Yeah, you've got to be able to have a repertoire of moves that you can use, like. That's why Rashawn Gary's really struggled as an Ed Rusher because he doesn't have that repertoire of moves because of the way he was used in college and like he hasn't since been able to develop that as much. Like it's hard, I know. I
1: think Rashawn Gary's improving a lot. Oh
0: well, yeah, he's improving, but he was never going to stand out as a rookie and he was overdrafted. I think because you've got to have like, yeah, the repertoire of pass rush moves that you can just whip out. It's, it's the reason I wasn't high on um, Aziz Ojalari coming out of the draft either because he had one move that he used and it's they're actually they're really, really hard to execute. Like you see these players like. Just you flick your hand, you slap their wrist out of the way, and bam, you're through. But it's really, really hard. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's why I wasn't massively high on him. Like, no, it's, it's athletes that I love at corner. I think
1: you no, because you, you were play big play. on O A because of like his athletic upside.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no. I did, I did really yeah, like nah, O A. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I, you've got me, got you got me backtracking it Steve. But no, Jason O A or whatever isn't. What's he going by now? A Oh Odafe. wait, Odafe.
1: to be fair, I think that was. I think if I remember, it was more you liked his athletic upside, and you weren't worried about the lack of sort of sack numbers.
0: Oh yeah, no, that was it. It was was because yeah, they were just getting the ball out way too quick for him to get in and make sacks, basically. Uh, Yeah, Adafe Owe, or is it Jason Adafe? What's no, it's Adafe Owe. Adafe Owe, yeah. I'm not concerned about yeah his lack of sack numbers purely because of how dominant he was against tackles. Like, yeah. This isn't a scouting podcast today, but yeah, that's why I love Adafei Away.
1: You've always got to be scouting.
0: Always got to be. Always got to be uh, looking for the next draft.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I reckon we're going to see some fun stuff from the Panthers on defense as well. They would do some cheeky little three uh, safety sets on a couple of plays because of like Chin's versatility that allows them to do that. Yeah, but he's just like um, he's like a sub linebacker though, isn't he? I don't know. They use him all over the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the so... top... The... The pass rush group looks all right this year. You've got um Hassan Reddick there as well, coming from Arizona. Massive season last year down the stretch. Had that record yeah. um that record game against the New York Giants as well.
1: Against yes, the New York Giants' own line, pinch of salt.
0: Yeah, but Adrian Claiborne still had like a six sack game. But no one's going to say, "Oh yeah, but it was against the Cowboys when they were down like three starters." Like it still, was- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because it was to against- oh, who was like Because Tyron Smith went out, didn't he? Yeah, and it was whoever that backup left tackle was, and he just got beaten by the same move over and over and over again. So you don't need a repertoire of moves; you just need to be up against really bad tackles.
0: So you just need to get very, very lucky, and then you can make it in the league.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. That's all. <laughs> that's all it is. All these stars are just lucky.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And also, huge bonus for the Panthers—they've got big leg Joey Sly, absolute hammer leg, no accuracy. <laughs>
0: Love that. Yeah. Joey Sly at kicker. Joseph Charlton at punter.
1: I have no idea who Joseph Charlton is.
0: Neither have I, it, neither, neither have I.
1: <laughs> so it did nothing, throwing his name out there.
0: No, I just put Joseph Charlton. I just thought I'd say it, and then you would pick up and have some insightful comment to make about him. You expect but...
1: me to know all the punters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't
1: I, I, I appreciate what you, the faith you have, but I haven't been, I've been looking that deeply into each of these teams, unfortunately.
0: I thought, I thought I'd throw it out there, see what you gave me, but yeah, You're disappointed.
1: This team has all, it's all got all the lookings of sort of a a 500-ish team that's going to get a scalp or two throughout the season, but lose a game they shouldn't really. Like, I don't yeah. know what their season floor is, but they're probably going to be somewhere around eight, and, not eight and eight, nine and eight-ish.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. They've got, um, they've actually got one of my favourite, one of my favourite linebackers in the game, one of the more underrated that's guys. Awesome. No, Josh Bynes. I love Josh Bynes. He's not—he's not one of the big names in the fact that he, I wouldn't put him in the top 100 or anywhere close to there. But I don't know. I've, I've got a thing for Josh Bynes because, yeah, during his time in Arizona, he was absolutely quality, great run stopper, similar to Carlos Dansby in that respect. So, love a bit Josh Bynes.
1: Solid sort of player. Yeah. Chad Thompson can't... is also another one that's like underrated.
0: Yeah, no, like, he's solid. He's very solid. Like,
1: like they were people were keen to be like, oh, just wait till Keekly and was it Thomas Davis was the other one they had there when yeah. they had a great linebacker core. They'll go and then Shaq Thompson will become a star and he's yet to sort of become a star, but I still think he's a really solid player.
0: Right, here's a little uh, question for you. When was Shaq Thompson drafted?
1: Okay, hands away. I haven't clicked on his name. Mm. Who will... So Taylor Moton was 2017. So before that, I reckon it's like, I reckon he's in his... I reckon 2015.
0: 2015, you're correct. Yeah. I thought he was more recent than that, but there you go. I
1: can't remember where he came from. He was a Pac-12 guy, wasn't he? He wasn't USC, was he?
0: Um, I don't know. I'm just... No, he was in the first round 2015.
1: Oh, you're not helpful. Um, from?
0: I'm on it now. I'm on it. I'm on it. Washington. Washington, there you not go. Your...
1: I'll take that as a semi-win.
0: So like a, like a draw.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I reckon, <laughs> yeah. They, 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 so yeah, eight sort of 500 team, Joe Brady gets himself a head coaching job at the end of this year. Like He had interviews last year and only yeah. been a coordinator for a season.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ceiling of this team, 10 and 7.
1: Yeah, I just can't really see them as a playoff team.
0: No, nah, no chance. Not happening.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Unless Darnold really surprises us and becomes what what he hoped he could be or believes he probably can be, then I can't see him being, making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, no, that's completely fair. It's, again, like the Falcons, building for the future here. But uh, I think the Carolina Panthers are just maybe a year ahead of where the Falcons are right now in their rebuild.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. So last year, they, yeah, they were 5-11 last year. So, yeah, I think, I think they take that next next step forward, become sort of competitive against some good teams. Yep. Okay, uh, next up is the New Orleans Saints, and I have no idea what to make of them because their offense will be two completely different offenses depending on who wins the starting job.
0: Yep, I 100% agree with you there. The offensive line is, once again, absolutely phenomenal. One of the better units in the league. The wide receiver unit, <sighs> Mike Thomas is currently... Physically unable to perform. We've got Trayquan Smith as the number two. Well, yeah. <laughs> then you've got uh, Marcus Calloway, Deontay Harris, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Great now. Tom Montgomery, Chris Hogan, and just a load of.
1: Wait, cr- lacrosse superstar Chris Hogan is with the New Orleans Saints?
0: Apparently so. This is what I'm seeing on. Oh, no, it's a different Chris Hogan.
1: Uh, that's upsetting. Damn that's it. That's tremendously upsetting. Um, and then everyone's my, predicted breakout star, Adam Troutman.
0: Is it, I think it is. No, I think.
1: Am might um, just have, I have to Google Chris Hogan? No, I think this is. the... No, Chris he's Jackson. playing lacrosse now. I'm pretty sure. He's, on he
0: the, he's, he's listed on the Saints roster, age 32. Oh, he is.
1: He's, yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm pretty sure he also played professional lacrosse
0: this I mean, summer. Lacrosse season's done now. It's time to get back in those pads. How the hell do you know when
1: lacrosse season is?
0: I don't know. I'm just kind of (laughs) guessing by the fact he's in the Saints roster.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, any normal person presumably would make Jameis Winston the starter, right? But
0: I was thinking about say any normal person would just sit on that lacrosse money and not play football.
1: I don't know how much there is in lacrosse money. Probably not a lot. But Sean Payton does have this weird love affair with Taysom Hill.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite concerning, really.
1: Like, surely
0: Winston's going to be the starter, right? I don't know. I really don't know. I really want him to. I would love nothing more than for James Winston to be the starter because I think he could take this offense to. He could take this offense to bigger and better places than Taysom Hill ever could.
1: A hundred percent. I mean Taysom Hill's got no deep ball at all because he no, doesn't. He doesn't throw the ball properly. He just pushes he just... it with his arm. He doesn't use his lower body. There you
0: go, you tell him. Yeah, I mean, well, granted, he's got
1: an absolute enormous arm, so it sort yeah. of makes up for a short and intermediate, but...
0: He's like he's it, the Joey it, Sly it, of quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I go. think you're giving him too much credit there, to be honest. I mean... <laughs> he sort of good, up there. <laughs> the good thing is that they'll always have a good running game because you've got Albert Kamara and that offensive line. And... Is um, Latavius Murray still there?
0: Latavius Murray is still indeed in New Orleans.
1: Nice. Apparently they picked up Devonta Freeman as well. So yep, they have. Devonta Freeman didn't play anywhere last year, did he? Didn't get didn't get side the full season. Did...
0: No, I think yeah, I think you're right there. He was a free agent last season. I can double check that for you now, but yeah, he was a free agent all I'm of the gonna, season.
1: I'm gonna, trust, I'm gonna trust my knowledge on that one. Is no, he, he was. He,
0: he was it- with the Giants for a bit, but he was on the COVID list, and yeah, he was on COVID. He was on the injured reserve, COVID nineteen, injured reserve. Yeah, I think he right. might know. He, he, he got a few games. games. He had a few games with the, the Giants, and
1: then, and then Wayne Gorman started balling out, and they're like, "Right, we don't need Devonta anymore." Yeah, you
0: can, yeah. He, I think he might have played like a couple of games because I remember picking him up off waivers when he got signed, and then he just did nothing because yeah, Gorman started balling out.
1: Yeah. I feel this team, if Winston can regain some of his form and they could sort out what they needed to do with uh, Michael Thomas, it's actually a very good roster.
0: Yeah, no, defensively as well, right? we're looking really good here. Pass rushing group looking outstanding once again. Marcus Davenport, Cameron Jordan there. And then new draft pick as well, Peyton Turner at the University of Houston. They drafted in the first round this year. Linebacking and He was
1: an edge rusher, but PFF has him lining up at D-tack.
0: See, I've got him listed as an edge rusher here, but
1: who's their other D-tack according to?
0: Uh, David Onyemata at left defensive tackle. Then as their nose tackle, they got Malcolm Roach.
1: Okay, they did Saints going to Saints.
0: Saints gonna Saints. That is exactly right. So, um, yeah, this depth chart was updated on the 18th of August at 8:30 PM Eastern Time. So.
1: Okay. Pretty damn yeah. recent. Um, yeah, so got yeah nice bees like Marshall Lattimore as well, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who may be the best trash talker in the NFL. Oh,
0: we love a bit of a CJ... Yeah, CJJ. Oh,
1: I can't talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> CGJ,
1: there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And then Marcus Williams on the back end, who, if it wasn't for the fact of his role in the Minnesota Miracle, people would appreciate him as a top-tier safety. But now they think of that and they just see him missing a tackle on Stefan Diggs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Williams is solid. You've got Malcolm Jenkins in there as well at strong safety. Paulson Debo at corner as well, who perhaps might see snaps alongside Marshall Latt- Lattimore this year.
1: I think he probably will. I mean, yeah. he's Ken... a start- starter.
0: Yeah. You've got Ken Crawley there as well, who's listed as the other starting cornerback. But Paulson Debo, like realistically, will probably step up and be that cornerback too. And. Brian Paul was signed as well. Probably yeah, he was signed
1: for like nothing as well. The
0: best slot corner in the league.
1: Got some good slot signed. corners now.
0: Yeah, they're a good slot corners, but I think Brian Paul is pretty much the creme de la creme.
1: He's, he's, he's certainly up there. The issue I have now is as Malcolm Jenkins still as a starting safety in the league. Like he knows he reads the game so well, but his body has just let him down at this point. He just looks a step behind the game.
0: Yeah, I I do agree with you. Now he's getting a bit old to be playing a, a position that does require quite a lot of speed. So, could this be his last year in the league? Um,
1: maybe they're basically playing him as a linebacker now, but he's just not like right. one of one of his like calling cards was when he was at, went at the Eagles and when he was at the Saints before that in his first stint was that he could be lined up all over the place and you could keep the defense offense guessing with him as much like. If you put him now back as a deep safety, you're seeing him as a liability.
0: Yeah, she was going to target him if you're an offensive
1: coordinator. Exactly. Right? But I mean, and that but in the past he was able to like arrive in the box late as a blitzer and he was just an absolute beast. Now he just I don't know, he's just not there anymore. He's more of either he's like a Jamal Adams if Jamal Adams couldn't run anymore.
0: So not but very think, good then.
1: I think Jamal Adams is a better coverer now than Jenkins is.
0: Oh yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, I would agree with you there. But that's
1: I mean that and that's how they're using it as a less physical Jamal Adams,
0: right? Um, overall with this team, then I think this is gonna. This ceiling is gonna be a, a playoff team. You think they're a playoff team?
1: Ceiling, like ceiling. because ceiling. If Jameis Winston is a starting yeah. quarterback again, they're a playoff team. Their yeah. receiving call worries me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think. The gap between their floor and ceiling is going to be like larger with this team for me than any of the other teams purely because of the two different teams that they could be offensively.
1: Yeah, surely they've got to make a decision soon because you can't just be learning two different playbooks.
0: Yeah, unless they're trying to make Taysom Hill a drop back passer.
1: But what's the point of that? That like negates yeah. his biggest strength. Yeah, it I mean is... the one thing they have going for them is Sean Payton is probably one of the three best coaches in the league.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I do completely agree with that. It's just Taysom Hill and the receiving core, it's not good. If they are above 500 when it comes to the week eight, then I do expect them to make some sort of like large trade to put to like try and get in a big wide receiver for the playoffs because this group isn't going to cut it for you right now. Like Trey Cohen Smith had some big games.
1: He's just still, he's been a guy that's been like, oh, wait for him to break out. He's going to be really good. And yeah. he just has yet to do it who would you see them being able to make a swing for
0: off the top of my head Mm. i don't know maybe if the bills suffer you could go like emmanuel sanders someone like that like
1: they had emmanuel sanders didn't they last year
0: (laughs) just like that sort of b-tier receiver
1: yeah and that's provided michael thomas comes back
0: yeah because they're gonna need someone else there in that group michael
1: thomas who is a certified number one receiver i mean that slanty boy meme has got way too out of hand.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like he's a top wide receiver. He's a great player. Like, people just get if he, if he wasn't such of a douchebag like on social <laughs> media, then <laughs> yeah, people wouldn't be saying it, this. It doesn't, it
1: doesn't. He doesn't make it easy for people to want to big him up.
0: Yeah, like he's not a very likable guy.
1: <laughs> Having never met him.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. From his social media persona that he gives off, he's not a likable guy. Is that better for you, slow?
1: Yeah, it's better. Because you never know, we might get Michael Thomas on the pod next week.
0: All right, have you got that lined you need, up? He you
1: might need an outlet to talk about his trade request and what's going on with his injury.
0: Yeah, I don't, want you know, him, I
1: don't want him ringing me and be like, look, I'd love to come on the NFL show, the drop-back NFL show hosted on BritBalling, but you know what, Stan can't be there that week.
0: You know what, I would happily take uh, take the week off if he meant Mike, getting Michael Thomas on.
1: Alright, that's, that's fair. It's about more than you. It's about the pod. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. This is this is bigger than me.
1: Alright, so what was your floor then? You were going. You're saying the biggest discrepancy.
0: Uh, six and eleven, seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, six and eleven.
1: I can't see them having less than like six, seven wins because they're. By the end of the day, they're going to be a good team because they're well coached and they've got a really good defense. Yeah, agreed. Your camera freaking out there. Um. You got, you got a little. Oh, there we go. Starting flickering. Start flickering. This is like a. It's a race against Stan's camera now. It does move my camera.
0: Yeah. We
1: are onto the last team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, did you know that they returned every single Super Bowl starter?
0: No, I actually hadn't heard that enough during the Yeah, this they, returned, they
1: returned every single one. I think it's one of the first Super Bowl winners to ever do so. So that's that's something that we haven't heard yet.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. So you've you've clearly done your research for this podcast, though. Yeah.
1: So I have to, I have done I've done my research and
0: so, do we even need to talk about the offense then like it's just Super Bowl winning, game beating
1: yeah, I mean to be fair that's another benefit for the Saints, the fact that they basically shut down this offense three times last year and mm-hmm. if Drew Brees had, had an arm in January they probably would have won that game
0: yeah, Drew Brees has an arm for about five weeks and just falls off a cliff
1: yeah that that is true I mean, it's scary that they won the Super Bowl without having had an off season, considering how many parts, new parts, they would bring into that team.
0: Oh, it is just—it's crazy. This team, like you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, and Antonio Brown. Like that is just—that is not fair.
1: Yeah, and they get OJ Howard, who went, went down in October, so they get him out. There. So they got Cam Bray, OJ Howard, and Rob Gronkowski at tight end.
0: Yeah, you got WWE, Orange Juice Howard, and Cam Bray. WWE, oh, yeah,
1: no. he was he was in the Super Bowl, didn't he? Not Super Bowl, Wrestlemania.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: O-line, pretty dominant, like, from left to right.
0: Very solid. Very solid. And they had um, Robert Hainsey as well, guy they drafted at centre. Kyle Trask as well at quarterback now. He's not going to see the fields, but, yeah. Other than that, it's exactly the same offence that you know and love.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you see them step- keeping a step back? Do you think that that hot streak they went on, was that then finally clicking or was that a hot streak like the towards the end of the year?
0: Uh,
1: I mean, I think they just clicked now, aren't they? This I dialogue. think they
0: clicked, yeah. It's the running game that finally clicked into place and that just allowed the rest of the offence to just unleash itself because uh, Bruce Arians is a run-first guy. He loves running his duos and like, power plays in first and second down. And when you can when that finally clicks for them with Ronald Jones and like the, they worked out how to utilize Len Fournette properly in the offense, like it just there was no stopping them because they could they could run their offense effectively both on the ground and through the air. And once you can do that, there's just no stopping you.
1: No, that's it. And to be fair, it's right, the cat space is gonna be so bad in a few years, but it doesn't matter if you win two or three Super Bowls. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. doesn't matter well... how bad the cat spaces.
0: Yeah, the aim of the game is to win a Super Bowl. If you win a Super Bowl and fuck your cap up, then it's worth it. They, like You would say the same about the Eagles, I know.
1: Yeah, I'll take that. I would not change to be a competent team now in return, in return of handing back that 2017 Super Bowl. Exactly. Absolutely zero chance.
0: Exactly, yeah. That's what the game's about at the end of the day, winning.
1: It is. And so let's talk defence. I mean, the one weak spot you would maybe say is their cornerback positions, but I think that's sort of overblown. I think they're all pretty solid players.
0: Are you trying to bait I know me? I you me? don't like Carlton Davis. <laughs> He's trying to bait me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to
1: bait you to say something about Carlton Davis.
0: Yeah, I don't like Carlton Davis, but at the end of the day, this defense is just ridiculously stud, like studded and just. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if Carlton Davis isn't that good because like Todd Bowles proved that he can make the adjustments when Davis does to get toasted.
1: Yeah, just have him sit off and just absolutely ruin them with pressure because you can get so much pressure with that front four. And now they've got Joe Tryon as well. Oh
0: yeah, Joe Tryon, one of my, one of my, uh, one of my favorite edge rushers in this class. Absolute ball out of Washington. Like he didn't even get utilized properly there as well. They were running some like three down front things, so he couldn't even get pressure properly. Like, imagine <laughs> what he's gonna be able to do this year. Like I can't wait to see him in action. Like he might not even get that many reps either because you've got a JPP and Shaq Barrett there. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could just keep them all fresh. And that's the issue with this defence. You can say, oh, yeah, we'll target Carson Davis, we'll target Devin White in coverage, but you've got to actually be able to drop back and pass and not end up on the ground.
0: Oh, exactly. It's just, they operate so well in on both levels. Like, the D-line is fantastic. The second level, the linebackers, best group in the league, probably. And, like, Devin White, Levante David, and, yeah, JPP and Shaq Barrett dropping back there occasionally. And then the DB group, Sure, they're not great individual names, but their chemistry and speed just allows them to allows them to buy time for the front guy, the guys at the front. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't have many concerns about this team going forward. And if anything does become a weakness, it will be the secondary. But yeah, it's not ceiling a is
1: Super Bowl, right?
0: Oh yeah, ceiling is Super Bowl. Floor is twelve. Go out in the
1: wild card round.
0: Yeah, floor is twelve and five for this team. I think they're phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. It's hard it's hard to argue against that. I mean it's hard to argue against Super Bowl teams anyway.
0: Mm, always is <laughs> and then
1: you keep all the team, all the players. It's just it's just rude, really.
0: It is quite rude. It's quite obnoxious Them, they have. The NFL like...
1: isn't supposed to work like that.
0: No, it's really not. And they've somehow managed to do it. And if, if they're gonna go back to back, wouldn't be surprised.
1: No, would not at all. so they would be the first back to back team, what since the Patriots of like the early two thousand Patriots.
0: Mm-hmm. Can they do it? Yeah. Will they do it? Don't know.
1: Thanks. I think that's a perfect place to end (laughs) that (laughs) prediction show for that this week. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for Britballing for giving us this platform to continue to do this. Make sure you check out all of our socials at the Dropback, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our live stream podcasts, everything's released the day after on all of the, wherever you get your podcasts from, check it out. Don't go to our website at the moment because we're having a few technical issues right now, so it is down. It should be back up again swiftly, but we're always late with stuff, so it may be a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, I've been Sam. I've been joined by Stan. And until next time, goodbye. See you
0: next week. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo and Stan Wilson.